welcome to Disney Plus Us. This is just a news update. I am your host, Jay, and this is your source for any, well, today's just a news update. So I'm going to talk a little bit about what's going on with Disney Plus and um, also some pretty exciting Disneyland news. Now, I don't normally claim I'm going to cover Disneyland news, but as a Star Wars nerd, I've got to cover it. So sit back, relax. This is going to be a great episode. Um, First things first, let's dive into the Disney Plus. 160 days, 16 hours, 4 minutes, 20 seconds. And of course I know that because the website uh, takes you to a, a, a counter, a countdown timer. I don't believe you can sign up for uh, subscriptions yet, but, you know, it's not a bad idea to check out this uh, website and see what they tease. Now, in other Disney Plus news, I saw that um, I saw a couple headlines about how Disney Plus and Apple TV, uh, everybody's kind of fighting for new content. I think that's where a lot of these big services are going, original content. People aren't necessarily watching classics and already created content. I'm sure there are there is a percentage, but a lot of people want new stuff, stuff that hasn't been seen. So, it'll be interesting to see what new content comes to Disney Plus. Okay. So now the reason why I'm behind this microphone right now is in Disneyland, California. There is a new theme park. Now, Disney and Disney World, Disneyland, the resorts, uh, everybody knows there's different like sections to this resort. There's Epcot and Magic Kingdom and Tomorrowland. Uh, it's a very... Uh, Animal Kingdom is in Florida, and I think they just opened up a Avatar World or something. <laughs> But anyway, what's exciting is in Disneyland, California Park, they created a new Star Wars Galaxy's Edge themed park. So there's going to be rides. There's You walk around and it looks like you're in the world of Star Wars. So I know for a lot of people, this is going to be pretty darn exciting. Um It hasn't officially opened. It opens, today is the 4th of June. So it opens in about 21 days, so three weeks from now, to the public. And tickets are around $100, depending on how many days you go. And uh, I've just been seeing little bits by uh, YouTubers, and they had a soft launch. It looks like some people have gotten in, which is exciting. But apparently you can build your own lightsaber and there's a whole class and um, you can, there's stories and it, it looks really neat, but except it is 
so expensive. And nowadays you can get lightsabers, Amazon for $7 or less. So um, let me, I'm actually going to uh, lightsaber price. So I'm, I, I know it had a two in it. Yeah, $200 to build your own lightsaber. Um, and it's a place called Savvy's. So there's a, a course, you go through a course, I saw a video of this on uh, what it's like to make your own lightsaber and pick out the colors and w- what the color truly means and, and have it made just for you. This kind of reminds me a little bit about the Harry Potter world. And I know picking out a wand is a big deal, but, um, so maybe that's what they're going for. And what's funny is this is like a class. So you have maybe six to eight other people in your class who are building these $200 lightsabers. And in the video, they're all adults. I don't see one kid. Um, and then the moment comes and, and you know, your little Bay station, uh, like opens up and it says, now raise your lightsaber and you raise it. And sure enough, your lightsaber is glowing and your handles there. And I guess there's personalized information built into this thing. So yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's not for everybody. It's not for me, (laughs) but I'm glad it exists. I'm sure there is a need and some diehards will just gladly pay $200 for the experience. But for me, that's a little expensive. Oh, I also heard there was a, what was it? A, you could buy a custom R2 droid for over $2,000. So if you're really into this, the Star Wars world, there you go. Uh, and what I'm actually excited about, and if I ever get the opportunity to go, I'm definitely going to grab a, it's not green milk, but it's some sort of green drink or blue drink that, uh, is used. It's a refreshment and it's, everything's themed. So you walk in there, the stores are themed, the rides are themed, the food is themed. It's really immersive, uh, experience, but um, I saw an interview with um, Luke Skywalker and or otherwise known as um, gosh, I'm blanking on his name. The actor who plays Luke Skywalker. I can't believe uh, Mark Hamill. There we go. So Mark Hamill uh, <laughs> commented on this new blue drink because during the original, Star Wars taping, they actually used milk that was meant for uh, being out like you. It was powdered milk that you could that wasn't necessary that to keep it cold and you could use it long term. And so it had a weird tint to it. It's not astronaut milk, but, you know, it's something along the lines of for soldiers or something. So. It was not very tasty, and it had a blue hint to it, so that's why they used it. And so during filming, he would have to chug this stuff, and it wasn't that delicious. But it sounds like the the milk um, concoction in the Disneyland Star Wars Edge 
or is is much more refreshing. But anyway, all that to say, I have a nice little one minute trailer uh, that Disneyland Resorts has released, and I suggest you take it out or check it out. It is very beautiful. Looks like they shot this with some drones. Um, of course, you see full size ships. You see kind of the deserty feel uh, and like the worn architecture of buildings here here we go i'm gonna get it going the millennium falcon in full how cool star wars galaxy's edge is in a word epic it is the biggest single land expansion we've ever done in disney parks history this all new land completely immerses you in the world of star wars it feels like you've just walked straight into a star wars movie with all of the characters and all the action oh animatronics are in there too sites but for the first time the smells and the tastes everything that can help bring star wars to life and help give you the most immersive and authentic star wars experience you can imagine Black Spire Outpost is a remote trading port on the edge of wild space. Back in the old sub speed days, it was a necessary stopping off point for fuel and provisions. But now that hyperspace has kind of left it in the dust a little bit, it's become a haven for those who didn't want to be in the mainstream, the smugglers, the bounty hunters, those folks looking to crew up for some adventure into wild space. And it's a great stepping off point for new Star Wars stories, including your Star Wars adventure. Wow. So it looks like this is Black Post outpost or something like that so it has its own um designated name and i think this is uh canon i i would imagine since disney owns everything star wars that they could easily create something and say yes this is really how it is it's pretty exciting to at least see that as a star wars nerd back to disney plus and our andrea and i's streaming adventure or not even streaming we're renting and uh, just diving into classic. I don't think we've actually dusted off the VHS player. We might, but we haven't yet. So the next stop is Fantasia. And I don't remember much about Fantasia, except it was a really long like music video with animation. So um, maybe my thoughts will change. Maybe... Some kids, we always watched it in music class in elementary school. Some kids just loved it. I wasn't one of those kids. I liked some other Disney movies, but we'll see. I don't know. I'll give it a fair shake. Let me tell you guys, this has been a nice, fun little update. Uh, Thanks for tuning in. Definitely rate us, please, or comment. I would love to, to talk with some other Disney nerds or... Uh, maybe just people who are interested in the Disney movies. Well, until next time, guys, my name is Jay, and uh, we'll, I, I, we should work on a, on a nice handoff or a sign-off. But have a good day, everyone. <laughs>